بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین صلی الله علی سیدنا و نبینا ابی القاسم المصطفی محمد و علی آله الطیبین الطاهرین لا سیما بقیت الله فی الارادین الحمد لله we are able to have our first session on Munajatul Khaifin. This is the third whisper prayer of Imam Zainul Abedin alayhi salam. Khaif means the one who has fear, so it means fearful. And the reason for calling this Munajat, Munajatul Khaifin is because it explains the condition of a person who has fear. But what type of fear? It's not fear because God forbids, for example, we have fear of God himself. Or, for example, we have fear of God's mistreatment or God's injustice. No, absolutely no. God is not frightening at all. God is the most beautiful, the most beloved, the most attractive thing that you can imagine even much beyond your imagination. What we are indeed fearful about is our own bad actions, our own bad qualities and the expectation of bad outcomes for those bad qualities and bad actions. You know, imagine there is a student who has a very good teacher, a teacher who loves him or her more than his parents or her parents, has been very kind, very supportive, even has paid tuition fees for him, has given him or her the books, the support materials, spent time, has been encouraging, said, you know, if you, for example, get good results, I'm going to reward you, although the teacher is not in need of doing things, these things, and is not gaining anything, but so much loves you that does all that for you. Okay. Now, it's the time of having exams. You are very worried, very concerned. Am I going to pass? Am I going to fail? You are very frightened. If I fail, then I am going to lose the love of my teacher. I am going to disappoint him. <coughs> I am going also to fail myself and, you know, would not be able to continue my life, my academic life, my, I don't know, progress. 
the minimum is that I have to spend another year on this but sometimes maybe I don't have any opportunity left so these fears these worries these concerns that make you deeply concerned all come from the results of your own behavior you have never worried that my teacher may for example mark the papers in a bad way you know that how much he loves you but what makes you worried is that you know that at the end you have to write correct answers your teacher is not going to discriminate against other students your teacher can help you in teaching in preparation for exams can also make sure that the exam would be according to your standard or level but the teacher cannot give hundred for example the mark of hundred when you answer nothing I'll give you for example very high number when you answered very little so this type of fear which is an honest fear which is a uh, pleasant fear which is an appropriate fear is when we reach the level of responsibility the level of being able to accept that I am responsible for my performance and I have to be accountable for my performance and there is justice waiting for me so this is what making me fearful that now that I am to see the results of my performance what is going to happen what I have done in the past that I'm now going to see its results am I going to pass the exams am I going to fail am I going to be put among the good people or among the bad people so this is the type of fear that we have and if you are a person who is more concerned with your master with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your Lord in addition to having fears of losing and failing you have an additional fear which is much higher and that is am I going to disappoint Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with me am I going to make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, unhappy with me you never want to disappoint your beloved you never want to do something that your beloved would think you don't love him anymore or even may decide to leave you completely this is very difficult okay so when you have this type of understanding this is the best way to address Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course there may be other ways to express this but the best is to learn from Imams and the Prophet this munajat is a very good way of expressing your concerns your fear to 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when Allah sees that you honestly have these concerns, this by itself would inshallah bring to you more mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us start with the first sentence which we have in this slide. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Ilahi ataraka ba'da al-Iman bik tu'adhibuni O Allah am I going to believe to think that you are going to punish me after I have been faithful after my faith in you Alhamdulillah, I am a faithful person, I am a person who believes in you, but is my condition so terrible, so bad, that after knowing you, after believing in you, after being your servant, I'm going to end up with being punished by my Lord, by my Master, because of my bad performance. This is very terrible to think about this. That you do so much bad things, you do so many crimes, that your Master has no choice other than punishing you. Am بعد حبي إياك تبعدني. Are you going to drive me far away from yourself, of course, after my love for you? Now that Alhamdulillah, I love you and I feel very close to you, and I am happy that Alhamdulillah. In the world, I am among those people that happily and proudly they say we believe in God and we love God. Is this condition going to change? And I would be put among the people who are far from God and God would say these people have nothing to do with me. Am ma'arajai birahmatik o lirahmatik, which is more accurate. Wasafhik tahramuni ma'arajai lirahmatik ya wasafhik tahramuni. Are you going to deprive me while I have hope for your mercy? and forgiveness one of the things that the noble people the honorable people like generous people for example never want to do is to disappoint people to deprive people especially the people who go to them with hope you know if a person, for example, on the street comes and asks you for help, for example, says that, uh, could you give me the direction for hospital or pharmacy? 
very little help he needs. He doesn't know you. He doesn't have any expectation. But just as a human being, ask for help. Okay, if you are a good person, you would stop and help him. But, imagine a person comes to you and says, I know you. I know that you are a very kind person. I know how many people you have helped so far. I know how many times you have helped me in the past. So he has a history with you. He comes to you with expectations. So it's impossible for you to disappoint that person. Because you are such an honorable person that you even help the people that who have no history with you. So let alone with a person that comes to you with expectation, with history, and says you have been always kind with me, you have been always supportive. So you would not uh, let down such people. So we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now that I have hope in your love, in your mercy, in your kindness, and saf, which means forgiveness, are you going to deprive me? A person who has come to you with hope, with understanding of your previous mercy, are you going to disappoint him? Am ma'as tijarati ba'afbik tuslimuni? Are you going to forsake me, to abandon me while I seek sanctuary in your pardon? I know I have made mistakes. I am not proud of my actions. I am very regretful about my actions. But my reason for coming to you is because I know of your af, I know of your pardon. And now that I have appealed to your pardon, I have asked you to forgive me. Are you going to let me down, to forsake me? Now we ourselves give the answer. Hasha. Never. It's impossible. Hasha It's impossible for your generous face to disappoint me. How could your generous face disappoint me? It's not that I am feeling that I am a very special person, a person who must receive love, mercy, forgiveness, support because of being special, because being, you know, for example, a very good person. No. But because of two things. One is your very good, your very kind, your very merciful nature. And second, my 
acknowledgement of that, my understanding of that, my history with you. I'm not coming to you for the first time. What makes me much more hopeful is that you have already been treating me with kindness and mercy in all my life, even before my life started. You did all the preparations for me. So for such generous, kind, merciful master and lord to treat his servant without love, without support, to forsake him is very unlikely. I cannot accept that. Although when I look at my actions, when I look at myself, I am very fearful. But you are so great that I cannot believe that you are going to leave me alone and to leave me without help and support, especially in this critical condition. If you have helped me with, I don't know, food, with drink, with education, with dress, with having friends, family, all these things. These are very great. Alhamdulillah. I am very grateful to Allah for all this. But more important than all this is to be able to end my life with success, with foes, with falah. Imagine if God has given us everything but we are not forgiven. If he has given us everything but we are going to go to be far from him, to be put in hell. So all those good things compared to this would not be sufficient. This is the final and the most important mercy that we expect from God, that to release us from punishment. If this is given, then the other things would be completed, would be perfected. But otherwise, if Na'udhubillah, this one is not given to me because I've been so bad, then all other things that I have been given would not work for me. So this is the greatest hajah that we have. As Imam Hussain alayhi salam also says in Dua'i Arafah. So, Hasha al Karim and Tukhayyibani. Then we say something very strong, very, very strong. Laytashi'ri al shiqa'i waladatni ummi. You know, sometimes uh, when you think about the significance of exam and you are very much worried about your performance you cannot wait till the day of announcement of results comes you want to know it very quickly for a moment who has been working hard for his final judgment Reckoning, it's very difficult to wait. You know, sometimes you want to know whether you are finally going to pass.
pass the exam without you are going finally to become successful or you are going to fail here we say I wish I knew whether my mother gave me birth in order to be in a bad condition to be in a wretched condition of course we know that it's not um, my mother or my birth that decides whether I'm good or bad it means that I want to know whether this life which was given to me is going to end with good end or bad end it's like the student says I'm, I want to know whether my coming to this institute to this for example a school or university is going to end with success or not if our life in dunya which started from the time of for example being an embryo and then being born if this life is going to end being far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we wish we were never born because as I said this is something that has decisive role without this everything else becomes not significant so did my mother nurture me and look after me and bring me up for suffering so am I being looked after by my mother so that for example I end up with being in hell if shaqa and ana these two are going to be my end so I wish I was not born I wish I was not nurtured this is the amount of pain that exists in the heart of a person who thinks that one day he may be told that you have failed I wish that I knew whether you have put me among the people of felicity the people who would have salvation and happy life how much it brings joy to you to imagine that you are told one day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you don't worry you have passed all the exam you have got the requirements for entering into the world of the lovers of Allah into the universe of those who have been obedient to Allah to heaven I wish 
I was able to come to this understanding that you have chosen me for your nearness for being close to you for being very much uh, in your company and being your neighbor sorry let me I have to check the battery Okay, uh, sorry for that. So, I wish I couldn't come to this conclusion that you have given me this privilege to be close to you, near you, or and Jawar means to be next to someone, to be like neighbor for someone, companion for someone. فَتَقَرَّ بِذَلِكَ عِينِي وَتَطْمَئِنَّ لَهُ نَفْسِي If that was the case, then my eyes would be gladdened and my soul, my heart would have tranquility and serenity. No one would be able to compete with me in happiness. If I know that I am going to be among your chosen servants, then again we go back to the other condition, to the other possibility. So we started with the poss bad possibility, then we talked about good possibility, now we go back again about the bad possibility and that is not to be forgiven not to be put among the people who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ilahi Hal tusawwidu wujuhan kharrat sajidatan la'adamatik O Allah Are you going to take away the light from my face? You know we have uh, this concept that on the Day of Judgment some people would have light on their face and some people would not have light. It's not a matter of color of the skin. Uh, it shouldn't be taken it that way. Color of the skin is not important. And what is important is whether you have light or you have no light. If you have no light, you are in dark condition. My worry is that on the day that I am in greatest need for light, I want to have light of myself. Because you cannot borrow light from anyone. If you have done good action, if you have had pious life, you would be full of light. Indeed, as the Quran says, يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ Their light will go fast in front of them and on their right hand. 
Or for example, the Quran says that there are people whose face is bright and very happy, very joyful. Even when we make you know, wuzu, we say this, that Allahumma bayyid wajhi yawma tasbaddu fihi al-wuzu wa la tusabbid wajhi yawma tabiyadu fihi al-wuzu. So this is the thing that we have to remember. There would be people with light, so much that the light, you know, shines and illuminates and even other people can see and there will be people in darkness. Now we say to Allah, are you going to make my face dark and without light after being knowing you and worshipping you and doing sajda for you, prostration before your mightness? Is this face, this forehead, which has been put in sajda for you, is going to lose light and is going to be punished? Something similar we have also in Dua'i Kumail. Autukhrasu al-sinatan nataqat bithana'i ala majdika wa jalalatika. That was about my face. This is about my tongue. This tongue that I have been using in dunya to praise you, to talk about your greatness and glory. Is this tongue going to become useless? So that I cannot talk about you, I cannot remember you, I cannot praise you. You would not like me to mention your name. You are going to make my tongues, you know, not able to speak. Is this going to happen to my tongue? After saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. All these beautiful invocations. Now, am I going to be deprived from this honor of using my tongue for praising you? And then about heart, after talking about face and tongue, we say, Are you going to seal those hearts which harbor your love have been placed for your love have loved you are they going to be sealed are they going to be closed so that no light nothing goes to them and then about our ears oh to some تلذذت بالسماع ذكرك في إرادتك. In dunya, alhamdulillah, I have used my ears in listening to your remembrance, listening to the Quran, to the du'as, to the names of Allah, and enjoying myself. I always listen to these things with honor, with respect. Not like people that 
when Allah is mentioned, they became full of you know, sadness and didn't like this. No. Alhamdulillah, I have enjoyed. My ears had pleasure in hearing your remembrance. So, am I going to end up with my ears becoming deaf? And not being able to function and then about my hands in dunya I've been raising my hand in making my request to you because I had hope of your love so are these hands going to be chained and locked so that they will never be able to be raised towards you? With my body, entire body, I have been Obeying you, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I've been going to Hajj, I've been doing good things. Is this body now going to be punished after serving you and being in your obedience? So much so that my body grew thin in struggling for you. I have spent my youths in serving you. When I was very strong, very powerful, very young, very beautiful, I didn't go away from you. I loved you, I obeyed you, I served you. Not that now that I'm becoming old, I'm becoming weak. After spending my life in worshipping you, am I going to lose this honor? Am I going to be treated like the people who have been far from you? I know that I have done many, many bad things. But I hope that, inshallah, the good side can take over and can override and overcome the bad side of me with your, of course, help and mercy. Are you going to punish the feet, the legs, which have run towards your worship? To do good things, to do for example, to go to the mosque, to go to Hajj, to go to help people, to go and earn halal sustenance for my family. I have used these legs. Ilahi, la tughliq ala muwahhidika abwaaba rahmatik. Oh Allah, please do not close. Do not close or do not lock towards those who 
believe in your unity the gates of your mercy the doors of your so please do not close the gates of your mercy for those who believe in you as their only Lord this is very important my concern is not only punishment my concern is to be far from Allah to be deprived of looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la tahjub mushtaqik and nadar ila jameel ru'yatik please wait not those who yearn for you from looking upon the vision of your beauty if we were able to taste the beautiful experience of those who can see God not by eyes but by their heart by the vision of the heart there are faces that are very happy and joyful because they look at the face of the Lord they look at Wajhullah and there's nothing more beautiful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more interesting, more attractive than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Provided that you can have that vision, that understanding. I don't want to be deprived from that. Please will not those who yearn for you from looking upon the vision of your beauty. So, this is a balance between fear and hope a balance between thinking about my bad performance but at the same time some of the things that make me hopeful and that is my acknowledgement of Allah's generosity and mercy and my understanding of his generous nature, merciful nature. Okay, I think we stop here because we have already mentioned many important things and this is beginning of a kind of um, line which uh, goes on for few sentences. So I think we stop here and inshallah we address your questions we already have two questions one is salamun alaikum shaykh what is the best dua to protect from evil eye and is there anything else you suggest to avoid the evil eye alaikum assalam rahmatullah of course we have always to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection and you know you can recite this and then this is very important and Allah is the best protector Allah is the most merciful of the merciful so Read this as much as you can. Ayatul Kursi is very good.
food for protection and also sadaqah to pay charity if you can pay charity every day you know little by little it's maybe better than giving um, for example sometimes and then not another time so try to give always you know regularly sadaqah or if you for example can say okay this is hundred dollar for example for this many days and every day you know part of it be counted if it's not possible for you to have always change question to salamun alaikum alaikum salam is marriage planned by Allah of who you your partner is going to be or Allah has given us a choice to choose ourselves and then he puts love after the nikah thank you so much wassalam this is a very uh, important question and you find that people sometimes have different understandings even sometimes you know, when you listen to some for example scholars or speakers you find perhaps different ways of addressing this my understanding based on the reasons that can be taken from Quran and Sunnah and Aql is that you are responsible for your marriage you cannot be not careful when it comes to a spouse selection because you think okay it is decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so whether I am careful or not I'm going to marry the person that Allah has planned for me if some people have had happy life this was planned for them by Allah and if I have no happy life it is planned by Allah for me so you want to put responsibility shift the responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is not correct if this was the case so why we have so many hadith about a spouse selection and what qualities you have to consider what is important is to know that first of all marriage is a sacred covenant marriage is not like a normal for example agreement or contract between two people when I sell for example a car or house or buy a house or car this is a normal transaction of course if I do it for the niya of earning halal income or for example buying a house for my family and make you good use of it inshallah it will be a blessed one but this is not by itself a sacred contract but marriage is a sacred contract marriage is something which is designed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sanctioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's very important if two sides of marriage with good intention and with iman make this contract this covenant Allah would help them 
and Allah would provide them with love, with mercy for each other, something that no one can would be able to break. This is correct. But this doesn't mean that because marriage is sacred and blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah promises his support for those who get married, then I should be careless about whom I am going to marry and say, okay, it's decided for me. No. Yes, there is a sense to say that maybe there is one person decided for you and that is what Allah knows to be best for you. But you have to find that person. You have to look for that person. And to be best doesn't mean to be the most beautiful or the richest or even the kindest. Maybe there is someone that is best for you altogether and you have to find it, you have to look for it, you have to pray for it. But this is completely different from saying that whoever comes to me and finally I get married then I realize that because marriage worked, everyone, for example, my parents, that per person's parents, you know, agreed and everything worked. So this is a sign that Allah is pleased with. No. There are many people who marry and Allah is not pleased with this marriage. So we cannot put responsibility on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what we should do is that we should, first of all, understand the sacredness of marriage. It's such an important decision that you make in your life that hardly you find, you know, such great you know, examples in your life. And marriage is one of the most important decisions that you make in life and very little things can be like that. So, you have to be in good understanding of the significance of marriage. You have to have good intention for marriage. And my intention must be that I want to form a family based on Iman, on Taqwa, and also based on giving and taking. Not just taking. I don't want just to benefit from marriage. I want also to give support to someone else. I want to be helpful to my wife or my husband. So right from the beginning you have to have this mentality that you marry because you need a partner and also you want to help. You want to support, you want to show your love to someone else. You want to be like his family or her family. So this is very important. So it's not just we want to gain something from this marriage. Then we have to pray, we have to really, really beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for putting us in right, you know, track, right, you know, kind of orientation, so that inshallah we find good people. Of course, for sisters, for ladies, they need more prayer 
and this is actually good if for men they may think that finding a good wife is you know something that they can do because they can go and ask and find and you know propose which is just uh, of course the surface because no matter what you do at the end what you do is very limited sometimes people go around and you know after many years then they don't find good one or sometimes there are obvious good people around them they don't see them anyway your you know efforts are to be there but you have very limited you know ability but for sisters this is very obvious because they cannot go and propose at least in our culture unfortunately which is not necessarily very Islamic they have to wait so that people come to them so they would be in a more uh, you know appropriate condition to pray and to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they know that they cannot do anything if a man thinks and just thinks that can do something a woman knows that he has she has to pray and wait so we have to be always in this state of prayer and trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us ability to make wise decisions in the time of decision making that is very important inshallah I hope I gave a, uh, answer to what you were asking for so it seems that uh, we have only two questions so far if there is no other question so we can stop here and inshallah we will continue with the rest of Munajatul Kha'ifin next week please inshallah remember your brothers and sisters in your prayer especially in these months of Sha'ban please remember your prayer those who have passed away who are in great need may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all marhumin marhumin of you brothers and sisters all who have rights upon us our parents for parents our teachers our ulama our maraja and may Allah inshallah heal all the people who are ill and suffer may Allah make our Imam Zaman happy with us and pleased with us and may inshallah would be we would be given the chance to be put in dunya and akhirah among the people who are close to Allah and Allah is pleased with them thank you very much for your attention and I hope to be able to be with you again next week inshallah wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alameen